I'm consistently consistent. We had the, we had the like, uh, pandemic thing. Now we're having the fires. Soon we'll have locusts. Oh God, yeah. Just coming and it'll just keep coming and coming. It just it'll be like the song from Prince of Egypt. Yeah. I send the pestilence and plague into your house, into your bed, into your street, into your street, to your tent, 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 upon your kettle, on the sheets, upon your tent, 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 tent. Yeah, it yes. just comes like that. And I'm just like, who the hell do I have sacrifice to get passed over here? I think it's obvious what needs to happen. Firstborn sons. I don't have any of those. Yeah, but other people have firstborn sons. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. But they never said in those, like, or I didn't pay attention when, and the Bible studies and such. What happened to the houses that didn't have firstborn sons? Were they fucked? Well, what you had to do if you didn't have a firstborn son and didn't want them to, like, take anything, you had to put uh, lamb blood above your door. Right. I remember the lamb's blood part, but I don't remember why that was necessary. It was to indicate that this was a house that the spirit shouldn't come to, so you were safe. It's, like, basically... If I remember, because it's been a while since I've read the Bible or watched Prince of Egypt. Uh, Those equate to the same thing. Yeah. Yes, obviously. Um, <laughs> I prefer watching Prince of Egypt over reading the Bible. Both get you credit for Into Heaven, yes. No, I'm not going to heaven. We've already decided this. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's like, I mean, it's like a scale. It's a sliding scale. So, like, you, you know, read the Bible. You go up a couple, Right. You yeah. uh, fuck someone's husband. You go down a couple, right? <laughs> you watch Prince of Egypt on DVD. You go up a couple, right? No, it's it's more so. It's like the sliding scale is like you sleep with a guy when you're in a relationship. You go down. You find out the guy's engaged. You go down even more. You continue to sleep with him even though he's engaged. You continue going down. You, you watch sleeping. Prince of Egypt on repeat. You go up you multiple, go up. like a lot. You stop sleeping with the man who gets married. You go up while you're watching Prince of Egypt. Then you sleep with him while he's married and you go all the way down. You sleep with him while you're watching Prince of Egypt. You stay exactly where you are. Exactly. That's the, the oh, damn it. That's what I should have done. I should have put Prince of Egypt on in the back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You would have been like, what? I've been like, shh, 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 shh. you're playing with the big boys now. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the the metal covers of the Prince of Egypt songs, yes. you go up a whole lot because exactly. those are really good. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. You can recite the Prince of Egypt songs. You're golden. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's the code words to get in. I hear the pearly gates. You got to say that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know those words. Just firstborn sons. I don't. I think it was kind of like if you didn't have a firstborn son, nothing really happened to you. I could be very wrong. Like I said, it's been a while since I watched the movie and or read the Bible. <laughs> the planks of Egypt. Let's just see. Planks. Turning water to blood. Oh, has that happened yet? 
No, I was in the ocean the other day. It was really cold. Okay. And not red, so. No frogs? No influx of frogs? There was a lot of jellyfish. Okay. So a no. lot of dead jellyfish. Oh. Was it the frogs? Don't know. Um, boils? I guess that's plague. COVID. Mm. A storm of hail and fire. Gander and Grand Falls right now on fire. Oh, well, hold on. There was a really weird uh, storm <laughs> the other day. Like, it was probably about three weeks ago. And I thought it was just Newfoundland weather being the shit show that it is. But mm -hmm. it was raining and hailing. And we had uh, thunder and lightning at the same time. And I thought it was the end of times. I got, like, I had to pick hail the size of, like, my pinky fingernail out of my hair. Cool. Yeah, I thought it was the end times, but here I still am. Apparently my but suffering was not over. It just says death of firstborn son. So I think firstborn daughters were okay. Oh, yeah, because we're supposed to stick around and see this and suffer more. Yes. But, like, I just want to know, like, if that would still pass yeah. over our houses or if it was just like, ah, you're all fucked. I mean, I would probably still put the blood above my door just because, you know, the way my luck has been going, I would just put it above my door. Um, and, yeah, because we're supposed to suffer for another, like, we're supposed to wander in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights after all this. Mm. So... And I think, wasn't that them getting off easy? Because didn't Jesus have to do it for 40 years? Or was that opposite? No, I think Moses was 40 years. Oh, they were 40 years, yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got to wander the desert for 40 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So oh. that's, Jesus got off easy. Yes. Yeah, no. he was like, yeah, you're my son. No. Yeah, you get 40 days. Did he get off easily, though? He did get nailed to a cross. Yeah, but he get resurrected. His dad was like, nah, just kidding. His dad was like, soik! Yeah, yeah, I just want you to feel it for a minute. He's That's like, what happens if you're not my son. <laughs> not my son. <laughs> Don't get disowned now. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> I really don't want to talk about this movie. Yeah, we're doing everything we can not to. It's so bad. Yeah, I had I had a hard time writing anything down about it. Mm -hmm. yeah. I wrote down a few things. And... Mm -hmm. I had a hard time getting through the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, at least with Dino Shark, I was, I was having a good time, mm -hmm. right? Like, you were really angry at Dino Shark. I was disappointed, but like, I was still able to like have a good time in the fact that I was like, I'm not enjoying the movie, but mm -hmm. I am enjoying the fact that I'm gonna have fun talking about it on the podcast. Yes, and ripping at a new one. Not for this one. That's not this movie. <laughs> No, this movie, this movie just burns my hatred for all Hallmark movies. And even my friend, okay, we'll get into it. We should, we should probably start the episode so we can get into it.
Yeah, we should do an intro. I think it's yeah. your turn. No, I did it. No, it's your turn. No, you did it. No, I you did didn't it. do I, it last time. I did. We just you didn't. We just... No, it was. I remember it. Why like did it was yesterday? Into the wildfire. Hello, it... welcome to Inconsistently <laughs> Podcast, where we threaten each other with murder. My name is Rachel. <laughs> and my name is Melanie. I don't threaten anyone with murder. It's just her. Yeah, because you're a lawyer and you can't say those things. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> but I know comment. <laughs> I'm not in my career yet, so I will threaten with violence all I want. As long as I don't threaten <laughs> it, I will threaten. There's a difference. No. Yes. Yes. I'm going to say yes. There's a difference because I'm not going to do anything. I'm not actually going to fly and throw her in a fire. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm going to fly there and give her a big old hug. And then we're going to go have some wings and get her all the French fry things that she wants. Okay? Yes. That's what we're going to do. I'm not going to throw her in a wildfire. I'm not that crazy. No, I just might succumb to smoke inhalation before that. Yeah. Yeah, she might. Everybody might just die of smoke inhalation in Newfoundland. <laughs> Newfoundland's on fire as of the time of recording this episode. Yes. And if you don't know where Newfoundland is, look it up on a map, you uncultured swine. You'll see it. It's the part that's on fire right now. <laughs> Eastern part of Canada that's glowing. <laughs> it's that little, you know, rock of an island off the coast of canada that's just on fire at the moment yeah. it's just a beacon flashing because it's on fire at the moment <laughs> we look like a lighthouse except the fact that it's not one like tall building with a, a light that's on fire we're just the whole island is on fire mm -hmm. just gleaming like hey welcome to canada we're fucking dying over here yeah pretty much Meanwhile, in Nova Scotia, it's just 41 degrees, so, you know, it's fine. Yeah. She's going to die of smoke so inhalation. I'm going to die of heat exhaustion. <laughs> At least I have air conditioning in my house. Okay, I, correct. Well, I'm not going to die of heat exhaustion. My parents, loving parents, they bought me a nice Dyson fan. It's a fan and dehumidifier, so my place is very cool. There is also a breeze right now, which is also very nice. Mm-hmm. And I have a fan in my bedroom, so, like, my apartment is mostly cold. The only part that's not really cold is the kitchen, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. And I might go swimming after this. We'll see how late we end up recording. Well, I should just jump right into it. <sighs> I don't... I'm so eager to get into this topic today, Rachel. Oh, I don't want to... I'm pushing myself to be enthusiastic, just like the protagonist of our film. <sighs> our movie for this. It's called what, Rachel? It's called Gouge My Eyes Out with a Spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I already watched that. It's called Royally Ever After. Okay, it's a calmer movie 2018 i i had high hopes for it just because of the cast because the the main actress is fiona Gubelman. i don't know if that's how you say it but she's on uh the show the good doctor and 
she plays this like really bitchy doctor who's like really conniving character like I haven't watched the show like up to date now but I liked her on that show and I was like oh look an actually decent actress on these Hallmark movies maybe it won't be super super cheesy right spoiler alert it was still bad but the acting was good no no the acting it was well acted no and I think that was part of the problem so I have friends who like Hallmark movies I myself in case you haven't gathered from any previous discussion or anything I despise Hallmark movies with a passion (gasps) shock like I died of shock over here (laughs) cannot stand these movies and I have friends who enjoy the Hallmark movies and one of them watched it she watched part of it with me last night Mm -hmm. um and she messaged and goes she messaged me and she goes this is even worse than a than the other Hallmark movies that I actually like. <laughs> so you no, know, if someone who actually likes Hallmark movies is saying that, you know, it's bad. Yeah, and it was. It was bad. I'm not disputing that, but somehow I thought all of the actors were actually acting the shit out of their parts. No. Really? No. So let's first before we get into it, um, I looked up the rating on IMDB. Has a five point eight out of ten on IMDB. That's surprising. That seems too high. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So the actual summary of the movie from what is on IMDB is a teacher learns that her boyfriend isn't an author from Great Britain, but the prince of a small country called St. Ives. And basically, the plot of the movie is as any sort of movie with a royal and a commoner, because this is not a cliche at all, (laughs) is royal parents don't like commoner because there's tradition that he has to marry royal. Someone is trying to help said commoner become royal with ulterior motive. Mm-hmm. And at the end, spoiler alert, if you haven't watched it, I don't really care. Parents end up breaking royal tradition because commoner changed them so much. Yeah. One thing I will say, though, I found it really weird that we didn't have any lead up for their relationship. Like That's usually, what my friend said. Yeah, like usually Hallmark movies or even rom-coms in general, you have like boy meets girl, girl and boy fell in love, and then like problems ensue, right? But this was just like, they're already in love. He proposes which in, within like the first five minutes, and then it's like, hey, bye, I'm a prince. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's what my friend said. Who like figuring it out who likes it she's like I like it when they're not already together it's more interesting I'm like I don't like any of them on my screen mm-hmm. but alas here we are mm-hmm. okay one thing that 
you probably don't have such a problem with, but I do, Rachel, because you're an extrovert and I'm an introvert, as we've discussed. Mm -hmm. And you're all like, you talk to people at the gym. And I'm like, Rachel, why do you talk to humans? Oh my God. That's horrifying. Listen, my extroversion bit me in the butt the other day. Okay. Well, the first two and a half movies, two and a half movies? Two and a half movies. God, no. First two and a half minutes of this movie, I wanted nothing more than to punch Sarah in the face. Sarah being the main character. I also was second grade teacher. Sarah in the face. Yeah, she was happy AF mm-hmm. and super extroverted, like talking to everybody, like Disney princess fucking like, like that movie, what was it, Enchanted or something? Oh my god, yes, that one. Yeah, when it was like... Uh, Ella Enchanted, wasn't it? No, like eight, was it Amy Adams played that character, like that princess oh, yeah, that comes from like New York? That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Was that Enchanted? <sighs> oh, well, whatever. It doesn't matter the name. But yeah. that movie where, like, there's, like, a princess in, like, the middle of, like, New York. It felt like that. Like, she was this, like, happy-go-lucky, I'm so, like, sweet, like, ha 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 And then, like, in the middle of the reality world. And you're like, what the fuck? Yes. I looked it up. It was called Enchanted. You are correct. Oh, cool. Yeah, pulled that out of my ass. But, and she's like moving around there and I'm like, t- like talking to people and like, how's your kids? What's going on? Oh my God, you get into that school? Oh, whatever. And you're just like, uh, this is too much. And I'm like, what fucking drugs is she on? Okay, even for me, who is an extrovert, she was still too much for me. Yeah. She was well, so annoying that... I wanted to punch her in the face. Yeah. Well, I was having a fucking aneurysm during it. I had to perform CPR on myself. No one was here. No. I actually wrote my notes. Don't like Sarah. Too much for me. Mm-hmm. But I that's why I said the, the show was... <laughs> But that's why I said the movie was acted the shit out of by the cast, because if, like, like, Fiona, that actress, whatever, I can't pronounce her last name, she did such a good job making me fucking hate that woman. <laughs> right? Like, she took that character that like that and never broke that character. Like, that was that fucking character. Oh, Rebecca uh, Wainwright. Uh, that's not Sarah, though. No, that's um, Fiona. No. Yeah. That's Princess Fiona. Yeah, that's um, mm-hmm. Gubbleman. It's Fiona Gubbleman as Sarah DeMarco. Yeah. Gubbleman or Goobleman or I don't know. Fiona's. Oh, my God. They got two actresses named Fiona. They got a character named Fiona. Like, no. Yeah. But I just, and just coming from seeing her play, like, this really, like, harsh, cold, do-anything-to-get-to-the-top kind of character, Mm -hmm. 
like this doctor character to like this and mm-hmm. I was just like this actress can act because <laughs> I fucking hate this woman already <laughs> right so that was the only thing like I, I hated it I hated every second of it okay every second that she was doing that it like it calmed down her like on like drugs because mm-hmm. to get to that level of happy go lucky I think you have to be highly medicated. Yes. I don't know what kind of mixture of drugs you need to get there. I don't know if I want to know. I don't no. know. No, I don't want to know. I, she was just, she would not shut up. And I was sitting there and I was like, shut up, Sarah. Sarah, Sarah, stop talking. Cause she just did not shut up and she was just going on and on and on and it reminds me of people that I work with and I'm like oh my god shut up (laughs) I don't care about your stupid little life with your stupid little kid that you do these things with or your half a dozen how many kids two dozen kids is what she said I don't care about your little second graders I'm sorry I don't yeah and then like it was so and then she was just like not asking any questions when he's like yeah just like come be like when he just like introduces that oh yeah I've been hiding this from you that I'm a prince for this year-long relationship but she doesn't like ask any questions that she you know like if she'd have to give up her job or any of this she's just like I'm just gonna go She's like, ha, okay. I mean, I will say, uh, Danny or Daniel, his <laughs> eyes, his eyes, he had really nice eyes. Yeah. So if I was Have her, you ever watched the show Rain? No. Uh, it was on CW. Of course. And it was, it was yeah, it was about Mary, Queen of Scots. Oh, okay. And the guy that played Daniel... He played um, the brother to the Prince of France, who was in a love triangle with Mary, Queen of Scots. And I watched the show Rain, and I liked him on that show. But he had no fucking chemistry with this woman. Oh, zero chemistry. Yeah, until like an hour in. And then I was like, okay, I can see that you are mildly attracted to each other now. This is just me as obviously somebody who is single and kind of jaded by the whole love experience who the hell gets engaged after a year just you saying too soon um it too soon too long it depends why are you getting engaged i think you should all have your ring fingers removed that never happens to you where are we on this level of bitterness today rachel i can't really I'm trying to figure where this level. So, like, my parents got engaged after seven months. Mm. They've been married 36 years as of last Tuesday. So, like, sometimes it works out. But for me, I just think that's too quick, personally, because, like, how do you know? And there's other, and this is just me, like, 
because I'm so jaded by like everything in my existence at this point. It's just like, how do you know after a year that this is the person you want to be with? How are you going to know after like two years? Have you guys even lived together? Do you know what each other's like? Because there's things that could come up that you could be like, oh, I have the same mm-hmm. issues with like these dating shows. Like, I don't know if you watched The Ultimatum. I think you did. I did. I had the same issue with The Ultimatum. These people who were together for like two year and a half I was like what's the rush to get married you barely know this person mm-hmm. like why do you want to you you haven't you've never a lot of these couples they never lived with each other and I'm like yep. you don't know what type of person they are maybe there's somebody who like gets up at 3 a.m and just goes oh yeah exactly the person they're looking for <laughs> maybe the three-year-old three the three-year-old fucking migraine mouth it's the smoke mm-hmm. the smoke gives me migraine mouth He's just my always in a migraine now. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things where I, I don't understand. But then again, I'm single. I've been single for three years. I don't understand. I did think I was going to marry my ex. Mistake. Because we learned things very quickly about each other that just, you know, I settled too much. And it was just, Yeah. So maybe it's just me being jaded because other people be like, you, you, you never know with love. And I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> I think you have to be, you have to first get over the, like, I don't really want to tell, tell them everything because I'm afraid, like, if I tell them everything and like communicate properly, that they'll be scared and run off. That's the but- issue. Thank you. The communication. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I'm not just a lawyer. I also know relationship stuff because I see so many of them break down and I get paid for it. Yes, you do. And I will eventually get paid for that too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's mm-hmm. issue. People don't communicate effectively. Like <laughs> I'm going to go mm-hmm. back to that example. Say you are somebody who gets up at 3 and screams that sound for an hour <laughs> your ritual and you're like oh if I tell so-and-so they're gonna think I'm weird but like if you just do it randomly after you move in together they're gonna be like you never told me you did this like why didn't you tell me and there's gonna be this whole thing of like well I didn't want you to judge me I didn't want you to think I was weird I'm like yeah I think you're weirder because you didn't tell me you do this thing so I woke up to this sound and I did it. <laughs> I woke up to this sound after we were married for five years, Janet. That? We were married for five years. We have two children. I didn't How know have you hidden this for this long? I didn't know you woke up and went, I can't even do it. No, How have you been hiding this? <laughs> you know, that's like, that's the issue. It's just, you, you got to talk about these things. That's the first thing you get past that communication issue that mm-hmm. you have this fear of communicating that that or that like 
oh, I'm going to say something that makes them run away. Mm -hmm. You get to good communication. You live with the person and see that you're actually compatible that way and can actually tolerate them and get past tolerating, you know, at at minimum tolerate. Yes, you need to tolerate and then you need to be able to like, be like, yeah, this is the person I married and (laughs) they wake up. (laughs) (laughs) No, not, not I married past tense. You need to do this pre-marriage, pre-marriage. This is the person that I could maybe spend the rest of my life with and they wake up in the street. (laughs) This is Melanie's opinion. Okay. Get past the communication barrier. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, Live together pre-marriage. Yes. And uh, also over everything it goes along with communications set out your values and mm-hmm. everything and be like this is what i want including everything in the bedroom yes that's that you're just like hey i'm into this this and this in the bedroom and outside of the bedroom i want children i want pets i want to live here i want this type of career if you communicate all of that effectively and your shit doesn't match up you either have to decide, hey, can I compromise on these things? Or no, I'm going to fucking peace out. Exactly. That's the thing. You got You can't just talk about, like, obviously, you can't talk about the surface stuff, marriage, kids, and leave it at that. You got to talk about goals. You got to talk about your finances. You got to talk about, you know, what type of what do you like to do? Like if you're an introvert or an extrovert, are you somebody who's close with your family or you don't talk to your family and you consider them dirt on the bottom of your shoe? Like there's all these things you got to talk about. And like, Mm -hmm. it's just very unrealistic that if she knew he was from overseas, I'm surprised they wouldn't have had the conversation of him being like, Oh, I have to move. Oh, I have to move back after a year. Would you be interested in moving back with me, Sarah? It's a fucking accident. <laughs> fucking accident. <laughs> it's true though. Also, you said he had nice eyes. Yeah. I wrote down, I was like, nice face, but why does he keep wearing those sweaters? Oh uh, yeah. No. They don't do anything for me. No. 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 He has, like, yes, he takes off the suit and wears those sweaters. I'm like, no. He has really nice, like, piercing blue eyes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the sweaters don't do anything for me. They make him look mopey. Yeah. Unless the look there, that's the look they're going for, is he's mopey because his life is so hard because he's a prince and there's this royal tradition and he can't marry the woman that he loves. He's like, oh, white rich privilege. <laughs> <laughs> mope about it i'm gonna mope about my white rich privilege as a white rich man my life is so hard my life is so hard just boohoo i also i also didn't like fiona oh and the fucking uh women hating women storyline and like women (sighs) undercutting women so overdone oh my god it's the worst like get a new storyline get a new trope why can't we have like a movie where somebody actually wants people to succeed and like be happy and everything like i, I just I don't, mm-hmm. I don't i don't understand like why does there always have to be 
something in it for someone, you know, like, why did Fiona have to do this? Because she's like, oh, if he's, if he has to not, he has to, he can't rule that I get to be queen, which I'm only going to do this because I get something out of it. Like, why can't there be a genuine, like, I want to see my brother happy. So I'm going to help out of the kindness of my heart and expect nothing out of this. Okay, I was with you until you went all sentimental. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's kind of the thing. Like, it's, it's, I think it has a lot of people, even now, they expect that if they do something nice for you, then you have to do something nice for them. But there's people, like, they, you know, they want that. Mm-hmm. I don't know the term for it, but they want to ensure that they get something. Transactional. Else. Yeah. People aren't going to do stuff just because they care or they want to, you know, support their friends. I mean, I do. I do stuff because I want to support my friends. But, like, there's people that I work with and that I know within my life that only do things if it benefits them. Mm-hmm. Like, they only socialize with certain groups of people because they know it makes them look good. Or they only want to move into a certain career because it gives them, like, a prestige or something, you know? Yeah. We went to high yeah. school with one of those people, but. <laughs> yeah. And I get what you're saying, but uh, as someone who's been traumatized and my trauma has made my brain work transactionally, I don't understand how not to. <laughs> Which that's fair. Like if there's something that has, you know, cause trauma does, trauma does weird and wonderful things to the body. It really does. And mm-hmm. it puts you into like a survivor, survivor survival mode yeah and you have to just do things to survive and if that's transactional then that's how you survive but like mm-hmm. I mean I've had trauma as well but I'm still somebody who's like no I mm-hmm. want to do these things because yeah I worry about my friends like when mm-hmm. my friends they they were out you know when their dog was sick and they were back and forth to the vet hospital didn't didn't have to do this I did it because I knew like she had mentioned like oh my god we haven't eaten all day I uh, DoorDash them something stuff from Second Cup. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yeah, I DoorDash. I was like, you have this coming to your door, by the way. Like, there's coffee for your husband. I don't know what he takes in it, so it's just black. You have this. There's also like two cookies coming from you guys, and like I know it's not much, but like just something to kind of make you feel good. Yeah, See, my brain just sees everything as transactional. And that's the way, like, my trauma has made my brain work. Yeah. So it sees everything as transactional, even things that are done out of generosity. So even when people reach out to me and they're just like, oh, and, like, say something, I'm like, what do you want? Mm -hmm. My brain's like, what do they want from you? They want something from you. But that's a response based on, you know, the trauma that you've been through. It's not a... Not saying any response is wrong or right. It's just that's how you deal with things, and that's that's not wrong or right. But if there's people out there who solely do, like, there's people out there who solely do things for transactional, like, there's people who never do things out of the goodness of their heart, mm-hmm. and it's not because their brain is like you have to do this to survive. They literally just only care about getting themselves ahead. Yeah, which is Fiona just- in this case. <laughs> Yeah, it's just my brain thinks that ev- everybody's brain works like that, yeah. right? Like, that's how my brain's been wired, that mm-hmm. everybody is out to get something for themselves, right? Like, everybody is looking to do that. 
-hmm. So it's that like safety mechanism. So that's what it's wired itself to look for. So it thinks that everybody else thinks that way. And honestly, you know, at the end of the day, uh, maybe a lot of things we subconsciously do are transactional because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you have to look out for yourself. You can't always be putting people first. I learned this the hard way. You can't always be putting people first. You have to eventually like take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to like not worry about being a people pleaser and you have to say no and you have to like do things that will get you ahead because if you just keep doing stuff that puts other people ahead and you don't benefit from it, then you're going to be stuck and you're going to be sad. Then you're going to cry and then you want to spontaneously move to Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> or you're going to do something like even more spontaneous like you know you're gonna get pregnant or get married randomly or i don't know like sell all your shit backpack and become a nun (laughs) (laughs) or marry a prince or marry a hallmark movie yeah Potentially. Maybe. But it just seems like... I also don't understand. If she was with him for a year, wouldn't they have had people come up to him if they recognized him? Yeah. Like, oh, are you Prince Daniel of Daniel Schnick from the point you have St. Ives? <laughs> yeah, because during the movie, he gets recognized uh, all the time well when they're back in St. Ives but like reporters come to her house and like are trying to get pictures with her parents after she's photographed with him back in St. Ives. Yeah. So like I guess he's well known enough and they found him with pictures of celebrities apparently uh, before he she goes over. Yeah, like her and her friend, they talk about it. They're like, "Oh, look, we found pictures of him with celebrities." That's why, that's why I don't understand. Like, how did she not know? People would have had to recognize him and come up when they were together mm-hmm. or out, you know, for that whole year. Like, there's no way yeah. that these paparazzi literally would just like, "Oh, we're just gonna ignore him for a full year because mm-hmm. he's not doing anything interesting." Like, no, if you're paparazzi, no offense to anybody who's paparazzi, you're kind of scum. <laughs> all these people around with the intention of like taking pictures to profit off of it so like if you were paparazzi and you saw prince daniel of saint ives you would be taking pictures and be like spotted with a lady friend blah 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 blah. yeah and i i mean how if he's famous enough to have been spotted with famous people and pictured with them then why isn't he noticeable everywhere Where were we? I have no fucking clue. Uh, uh, we were talking about Fiona. Yeah. We talked about her. Oh, there is, okay. I will say, there's one redeeming quality in the movie. I liked Lena. Sarah's handmaid, bedmaid, whatever. Oh, yeah. She yeah. was cute. 
I liked her. She was very sweet, very cute, very adorable. I liked the interactions that Sarah had with the, the staff. Even though she was talking to them and learning every single thing about them? Even though she was socializing, yes, Rachel, <laughs> I did like how she treated them like humans. Yes. Right? Like, she treated them like equals. I liked that. She treated and them. And how she would actually go and talk to them and had all those interactions with them. Mm-hmm. And made them actual characters with names, and it wasn't just the gardener. Yes. I did I did appreciate that and I did like that they were she was like oh the queen and the king but also she was very Sarah's a bit of a ditz <laughs> by bit of I mean she is a ditz because the like think about it this way if she comes down like if she notices the the, the kitchen staff they were kind of like taken aback that she was in there and then she's like oh the king and queen don't come down here it's like no bitch what do you think the king and queen don't come down here like, come on, common sense. Well, I like, mean, it is it is a kitchen in technically what is their house. Mm-hmm. You think they never came into the kitchen in their own house? I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I mean, middle of the night. If I was the king or queen, like, I would fucking go in there and get myself a fucking snack. But they probably leave snacks out in their bedroom on like their nightstand or their dresser so they don't have to go in the kitchen. Yeah, they probably have staff working there twenty four seven. Exactly. Probably so ring they, a bell. Exactly. They probably like if they wake up, say like you're the queen and you're like, hmm, I have some craving for some you know, because I was gonna Giblets. say I was gonna say mac and cheese, but they don't probably, <laughs> they don't eat mac and cheese. I have a craving for some caviar and some nice crispy French loaf. You ring a bell and tell the butler and the butler goes down to the kitchen and says mm, yes her majesty would like some caviar and crispy french bread and they're like mm, yes quite we'll have that ready in no time mm-hmm. and then they just go out and bring it to you mm-hmm. one thing you know how you're talking about how sarah was a bit of a ditz yes and that came out a lot during like her interactions with like the queen and king mm-hmm. but I don't like how Danny set her up to fail. Mm-hmm. Like, he knew she knows nothing about how to, like, interact in, like, a high-class type of setting, right? With, like, even down to which fork to use yeah. at a fancy dinner, right? And yet she's going in there totally unprepared. He could have easily just, like, prepped her. You know, if he actually loved her, which I don't think he did... <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would have been like, by the way, I know you're not used to all these fancy things. Let me give you like a quick rundown. Yeah. Of how you should behave so my parents don't think you're just some random bimbo I dragged off the street. Also, that was my other issue. The fact that he did not tell his parents he had met this person. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm sorry, how do you go a full year without telling your parents that you met Rachel? Careful. Why? (laughs) How do you go a full year without telling your parents what you've been doing? 
Okay. Like, you know, education. Okay. All right. Or it's dating somebody okay. or okay. a new job, you know, big life events. Or, okay, listen, but like, those in glass houses should not throw stones, you know? <laughs> Punch you. <laughs> I, listen, they know something. Well, they knew something. They knew he was in New Jersey, writing a book. But, like, how do you not, even if in casual conversation, like, he doesn't tell them, like, oh, I started dating this woman. Like, doesn't he bring up, like, oh, I met this girl, we hang out, like, she's really nice. It just seems very, I mean, I personally would not show up to my parents' house and be like, here's a guy that I've been, oh, mm, hang on. Okay, I I did not bring him to the house. (laughs) I did ask to go see him. There's a difference. (laughs) Danny showed up, he was like, hey, I wrote a book and here's my bitch. (laughs) Legit, like I would not show up to my parents' house and be like, hi. Mom and Dad, I haven't seen you in over a year. Here's this guy I met on an online dating website. By the way, he's six years older than me. And by the way, we've been seeing each other for over a year. Surprise, motherfuckers. (laughs) Get the motherfucking snakes off this motherfucking plane. I would not do that yes i came home and said by the way can i go to this town to visit this guy that i've been seeing for like six months and they're like we didn't know you were seeing anybody i wanted to see if it was gonna go anywhere before i told you there's a difference like maybe he didn't tell them for like the first little bit to see if it went somewhere but like not telling them at all and just showing up and be like surprise here's this girl that i want to marry but you're not gonna let me marry her because tradition I didn't he did know. tell them before he put her on the plane. Did he tell them? I don't think he did. Yeah, he did. Oh, I thought he just showed up and was like, surprise, bitch. <laughs> yeah, they knew before she got to the to the castle. Okay, still, that's not any better. Just calling me like, I'm on my way home after being away for a year. By the way, I'm bringing my fiance with me, which I have not told you about and I, you know nothing about. Surprise, motherfuckers. I mean, if that was my parents, my mom would have, my mom would have, like, murdered me. Not really. She would have had a lot more questions than the queen did. I tell you that much. Mm. They didn't ask enough questions for me. They didn't interrogate her, like, how people in real life interrogate. But that's how stingy, rich, old people deal with stuff. They don't ask you direct questions. That's why I said it was really well acted. They just make snide remarks about, oh, well, it's his royal duty, and this is a good place for him, and that's a good place for her. Like, if you don't like me, just say it to my face. Yeah, it was the dinner scenes, and every scene with the queen was so uncomfortable. I wanted to apologize. Like, to the screen. I was on the, I was kind of, on, not gonna lie, I was kind of on the queen side because Sarah annoyed me too much. <laughs> no, like, that queen made me uncomfortable. 
I think did her job. I think also the fact that Sarah went in knowing absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh yeah, here's my mom who like, I also don't understand. Why didn't he tell her about the whole, oh, if I marry you, I can't be king. Uh, probably because, uh, I don't know. I'm out. I'm out of reason. Exactly. Like if you, you say you're, it'd be that big of like, this comes back to, to, like you said, communication. He should have been like, by the way, if you, if my parents approve, you can't teach in New Jersey anymore. You have to move here with me. And, but also, if I marry you, I can't be king. So then we are going to live in Jersey. I hope that's cool. <laughs> yeah. like, Do with that what you will. If you must come in like uh, rocking like a sideways hat, I'll know what you choose. <laughs> Give me a sign. If your hat is forward, I know you're down. If your hat's backwards, I know you're out. <laughs> yeah, she can decide if she wants to live in Jersey or St. Ives just by what she wears to dinner. Exactly. No, just by if she shows up to dinner. <laughs> that was such a piss off. The minute that Fiona was like, "And hey, why don't you take a nap? I was like, oh, she's going to sleep through dinner. Yeah, I was like, set an alarm, bitch. I like, set an alarm. Just You might snooze it a few times, but at least set an alarm. Why didn't they sleep in the same room? Because old white people. But that would... <sighs> Rachel, they can't do that because pre-marriage shit, virginity stuff. She's gonna burn in hell if she does? Is that why? Yeah, because of the same reason that he couldn't be seen to be having an affair with a commoner, right? Because he was like, you can't date people or have flings or be seen to be uh, promiscuous, right? So they can't sleep in the same room. Now, if he was like at 3 a.m. making the oh noise, <laughs> run into her room under the cover of darkness and they were to hook up and then he were to peace out, and nobody knew except the staff then that would have been fine people would know he ran and he went oh yeah yes but then the fact that they weren't sleeping in the same bed they had plausible deniability right and also hallmark is stupid and they have like no sexual tension they literally there's like i've they honestly felt more like friends the whole time. Like, they literally had no sexual. Like, he was not like, I wish we could, like, stay in the same room. But, you know, traditions. and. I felt be- like she was his beard. Yes. Right? Yes. And I was like, what? Like, we need an attractive man to walk in here and be like, oh, my God. Now we see who he really likes. Yes. I don't know. It was just, it was bad. Yeah. It was bad. And I was like, there's not even any, like, good things to look at in this movie. Like, no one took their shirt off. And then he wore those sweaters. And I was like, I wish you'd put more shirts on over the sweaters. put, like, dress shirts on over the sweaters. That'll make everything better. 
that's what I was just saying. Like, put more on. Please put the suit jacket on. They didn't have, yeah, they had, like, no, I think in some, from what I remember, because my mom watches Hallmark movies, I think some they have, like, that chemistry where they're, like, close to each other because they're in, like, the same book store aisle thing. Mm-hmm. And they're like close to each other and they're like their lips could touch and their noses could touch but they're not going to kiss because oh are they will they oh yeah they build a little bit of the tension but this yeah. was like no there's no tension like i felt more sexual tension from the king and queen <laughs> yeah felt more like, sexual- will they won't they get this on I felt more sexual tension with Sarah and the flowers. <laughs> <laughs> she was arranging them, was like, uh, uh, flowers. I felt more sexual tension between Sarah and that piece of toast she ate. Yes, when she made the face, like, oh my god. Yeah, she was like, oh my god, did you make this toast and jam? Like, oh my god, it's so Like, good. I thought she was going to have a threesome with that cook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, chef. I don't want to. I want to step on any toes. Yes, the chef. Chef. Yeah, there was. And, oh, there was one thing, like the whole teaching her how to be royal thing with Fiona gave me a little bit of Princess Diaries vibes. Mm-hmm. So that had like a little bit of a nostalgia to me. To it, but not enough to give me any anything good enough to say in that movie i was too focused on how bad her eyebrows looked (laughs) and her hair her hair like okay i don't know what they did or didn't do but in some light like her sarah's hair looked okay Mm -hmm. other lights it just looked like the most disgusting shade of blonde i've ever seen in my life i don't know i had my tinted glasses on the whole time so i i didn't I couldn't tell. Yeah, it was weird. Some lights her hair looked okay, and then, like I said, some it looked like this, like, greenish, blonde, like, grungy-looking color. Yeah. And I was just like, I don't know if it's the lighting or if it's her actual hair. Like, I, I don't know. Or if it's the acting. It's just that good. That the hair was even. <laughs> <laughs> she had great hair acting. Yes. Also, what about Sarah's parents? Because when they came to the castle, I actually enjoyed that. Yeah, I liked her parents. They were kind of like... I liked the fact, like, her dad going around and just being this, like, the Jersey couple mm-hmm. in in the palace. That was, like, the only parts that I found enjoyable. Yeah. I did like that it seemed that the two dads got along. I think the queen is just kind of like, hmm, <laughs> But, like, I did like the fact that the two get, the dads seemed to get along, and they were like, oh, do you play golf? He's like, yeah, I play golf. And they're like, okay, let's play golf. And then the Jersey dad kicked the king's butt. <laughs> yeah. But I love how the construction worker comes in, and he's like, oh, how much did it cost to build this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes, because that's all he he. One thing as as what dads care about is how much things cost to build. <laughs> it's a very dad thing to do. 
And then like the the whole last like 20 minutes of the movie, I was, I don't know what was going on. I was just so distracted by that hair piece she had in her hair. Oh, the diamond one? Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what was going on in the movie. My ADHD was just like sparkly. Um, and I was just so, watching the pretty sparkles. <laughs> I mean, so they dance. He went to propose. She said no because she found out from one of the butlers because shocker. Of course, he didn't tell her, and she found out that yeah. if he, they get married, then he can't be king, and then he goes to Fiona, and she's like, oh, that's why she's all the oh. mm-hmm. So she's like, I can't marry you. She goes home. She's sad. The kids do, like, this little crafty picture of her and Daniel, and they have, like, all her favorite things around the frame. She lets them go to recess early so she can cry. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, she's texting and jogging, and she runs into Daniel, and he's like, they changed the rules. Shocker, they changed the rules, because you changed them so much. You showed them that they don't have to be traditional, and now we can get married. <laughs> yeah, and then they're like, and then he says, you can come back and work at the school there and be the principal. You can be the principal, because that's how, that's how things work. You can just... Yeah. Move from a second grade elementary school teacher to a principal because that's how life in works. a different country. Yes, that's because your credentials are the same. You don't have to do any sort of equivalency test or anything like that. Or like exactly. masters. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. how this works. That's uh, yeah. The, well, the the new you know soon to be king said he said she could. Yes, and she had a sparkly thing for her hair, so. She has sparkly. <laughs> so that's all you need. Yeah, exactly. That's mm-hmm. all you need. That's it. That's all there is. And it was just. Mm-hmm. Uh, all there is to it. Yeah. But what I would like to see, just going back to Fiona for a minute, mm-hmm. because I feel like this movie would have been so much better if it was just told from her perspective and her trying to get the queenship. Mm-hmm. And it was just her trying to take down the patriarchy that is set mm-hmm. on if you don't have a penis, you can't rule. Right? Because yeah. how how fair is it that she can't rule because she don't got no penis? Like, I don't know if they discuss I don't know if they discussed the birth order or not in the movie. I don't remember. Like if- I don't think they did either, but I'm just going to posit that she's possibly older. I'm going to posit that she's my yes. for my movie. Yes. Yeah. Because that ever after two Fiona's Revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Return- Electric Blue Boogaloo. Return of Fiona. <laughs> In the middle of the night, they just hear, oh, yeah. <laughs> her and the butler plot to take the throne oh yes yes she's promised him a dukeship oh yeah he helps her overthrow the patriarchy and take the throne yes she's got big plans she got huge plan just as big as her forehead (laughs) and i've got I got a big forehead, so I can say that. <laughs> Me too. Head. 
Yeah, I got a five head actually. So. Mm-hmm. My dad used to call me Franken Baby. <laughs> so. Franken Baby. Franken Baby. Because I had a giant ass forehead. I still have a giant forehead. So <sighs> he still calls me Franken Baby sometimes. So you know, it's fine. It's not scarred at all. That's our trauma. Another trauma. Yeah, said, just cause the trauma. It's all in good fun. It's fine. It doesn't bother me as much anymore. So. <laughs> I'm over it. Totally over it. <laughs> I only had to discuss it with my therapist every week. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't get why Fiona just couldn't. I don't know. Take she, the throne. Yes. Yeah. And she was just also kind of there. Poison her brother. Yes. Poison her brother and poison Sarah. I feel like she should have knocked someone off a horse. Yes. This movie needed more action. You know what if you know what would have made the movie better if Sarah had fallen off the horse. Yes, because Fiona had set something up. Yes, because Fiona spooked the horse or something. Yeah. And it would have been good if, like, the king and queen had been watching just to watch them ride. Because they're like, oh, you ride. Mm-hmm. And then have the horse get spooked. And then Sarah fall off the horse. And the queen be, like, disapproving, you know? Mm-hmm. It would have been so much better. Because even in Princess mm-hmm. Diary, doesn't she, like, fall over when she's walking in heels or fall off a horse? or She takes some to a sort of tumble. And her grandma's like, oh. She falls off a horse in the second one. I rewatched The Princess Diaries uh, recently. Okay. Like a couple months ago. Okay. While I was sick. <laughs> so they're very fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. But in the second one, she falls off a horse because someone spooks it with a fake snake. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I have to go, though. Yeah. I don't have anything else to say about this movie, honestly. I don't either. I only have other plots for other movies they should have made instead of this one. Well, that could be another episode for another time. (laughs) (laughs) We could do an episode of just pitching movies, movie ideas that are re-pitching movies. Yes, repitching. I was gonna say rewrite, repitching. It's the same thing. Repitching, rewriting movies how we want to see yeah. them. Fixing bad movies. Exactly. We can fix bad movies and make it better. Yes, we will do that. Yes. Okay, Rachel, right. send them off. I will send them off. So, thank you for listening to our movie watch. If you want to comp- if you end up watching this trash of a Hallmark movie, let us know. I'm sorry for you all. I'm also sorry, but let us know. Uh, you can find us on Instagram. We're inconsistent podcast one. We are inconsistently consistent on Facebook and our Gmail is inconsistent podcast one at gmail.com. Uh, remember to comment, like rate review, complain, cons- express your concerns <laughs> to us. We may be starting a YouTube channel. Unsure yet. Keep an eye out for that. There will be an announcement. And yeah, if you have any other suggestions for movie watch, let us know and we will see you in October for our spooky movie watch. And you can buy Melanie's book. And don't forget to buy Melanie's book.
The Toy Maker by Melanie Flynn. It's available on like every platform you can find books on. Yes, pretty much. Buy Melanie's book, comment, rate, review the book. Only give it five stars. If you don't, I will find you. (laughs) (laughs) If you like it, I wrote it. If you didn't like it, I didn't write it. If you didn't like it, um, another Melanie Flynn wrote it. Yeah. Apparently, there's a Melanie Flynn who wrote sex tips for women. That one wrote it then. Yeah, that one did it. That if it's Mel- bad. If it's bad. If it's good, I did it. Yeah, if it's bad, the sex tip, Melanie wrote it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Bye.